Now, Dave Chappelle has uh, released four uh, comedy specials on Netflix, two earlier in the last year and uh, two on December the 29th. He's getting paid $20 million a show. And I watched all of it over the last few days. As four and a half hours of more than four and a half hours of great stand-up, probably closer to five when it's all said and done. Um, Dave, he, what are they called? Deep in the Heart of Texas, which was actually recorded in 2015. And uh, that first show, they're, they're, they're very standard in the way they're presented. He's not in the stadium. Uh, the three first shows are all in sort of mid-size people sitting at tables. Um, not not like you know like properly sitting at actual tables around the table sort of scenario, uh, and maybe there's a couple of thousand people there if that, um, and it's just straightforward him on the stage with no uh, sort of admonishments throughout the first three, and um, the only slight weirdness about uh, the first one, which is uh, Deep in the Heart of Texas from 2015, and the second one, The Age of Spin from 2016, is. A lot of the pop culture, which is in up to his neck in the you know current affairs and stuff like that, is old. Uh, it relates to things that were major news back in 2016 um, and 2015, which some people have said is is a bit. It dates some of it, but for me, if you add them all together, he does cover virtually every major topic that has dominated news cycles for you know the last few years, and I think it actually adds to quite a widescreen panoramic. Uh, it, the Age of Spin was followed uh, in December by Equanimity, which was another sort of uh, in a, a big environment. And the weirdest of the lot is the Bird Revelation, which wasn't announced. There were only supposed to be three specials. Um, and this one is very, very different. The other three, he comes on stage, says hello. It's in a big, a big-ish environment. And you're back far from the stage, sort of. You know, you've got, it, it's a little, little bit... Um, and then he finishes the set and goes off. But the Bird Revelation is a much more sort of arty, weird affair because it, it, it starts and it finishes without a start or a finish. It's, it's like he's already on stage and he's already talking and it just ends with him talking as well. It's not like there's any clear defined end and it's a much more l- low-key affair. It's a small, much smaller auditorium. Uh, that one's in uh, California, I think. And the topics of discussion have got him in a fair bit of trouble as well because he's made some jokes about transgenders, uh, which got him into a fair bit of trouble. Um, And also the Me Too movement about sexual harassment, he's also got into a fair bit of trouble about his comments on that. What I would say there is you should watch it in its entirety because you can lift out some of the stuff he said. And he is a comedian and he does go at great lengths to address the complaints he's received. Um, but in the context of the show, they're nowhere near as bad as if you isolate them and lift them out as quotes in a paper. And he does go into, he does try and tackle things. He does, um, he's a very thoughtful comedian. Um, and he does try and be as honest and as thoughtful about things. I think what, like he, he, he can be a little bit offensive in some of his, his views. But at the same time, he can be much more thoughtful than people who are just paying lip service to things as well he makes some really good points about the whole me too movement uh, and he's he's sort of like very forgiving of someone like uh louis ck and very again it's people like weinstein and bill cosby uh and oj simpson gets quite a, quite a going over as well um 
he he one of the big points he he sort of goes back to the Martin Luther King thing, which is uh, interesting, and and civil rights movement. And likens it to the Me Too movement, and he's saying one of the things they realise is you cannot just simply fight your enemy. You have to make friends with your enemy. You have to have allies. And I thought that was a good point because the, the recent accusations against the uh, uh, Indian comedian—I can't remember his name—is uh, it World of One or World of Me? Whatever he's award-winning comedian. He got—he's been accused of being, you know, part of the sexual harassment gang for a bad date which isn't what the whole thing's about and also and um uh, james franco as well has also come under fire for things like employing actresses who were knowingly signing contracts to do certain things in films that are now unhappy and felt exploited but they're not the same thing these aren't people in positions of power physically raping people and then silencing them and banning them from movies and all the other stuff this this you, you, he made a point about Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck put his hand up and tried to support the movement and was immediately shot down because he was very, very drunk on the TV show, live on camera, sort of groping at this woman. And it's like every time someone tries to support the movement, if they've got a skeleton in their closet, they're shot down in flames and they're thrown into the bad group. And I thought stuff like that was really interesting and really thoughtful. Um, it's uneven, a little bit uneven. Um, the comedy throughout, uh, it can get very indulgent. And the last one in particular, he doesn't seem to be going for laughs that much. He explains an awful lot, particularly about why he left the the, the industry in the first place. And, um, you know, I, I, I might not have given it as high a score. I, I'd, give, I'd give an average score for the whole four, about eight out of ten. I maybe wouldn't give that for everything for the comedy so much, but there are a lot of elements here. Dave Chappelle... Chappelle's show became legend and he quit in the third series for reasons that are still a little bit vague but he sort of elaborates on the fact that he was chewed up and spat out by capitalism and the way he he likens it to this story about a pimp convincing this prostitute who's who's at the end of her lifespan of working for him he cons her basically into continuing and offering more and he kind of likens his situation to that, that he felt like he was prostituting himself and he didn't like the way that capitalism went. And he vanished from the industry and he was gone for about 12 years at the height of his fame. Um, so on that level, it's fascinating to have like four hour plus long stand-ups. The second thing is, is he's one of the most talented and charismatic stand-ups in history. His way of talking and holding an audience and spinning stories is as good as has ever been. You could compare it to some comedy where um, the jokes might be sharper, they might be slicker, um, but he's kind of telling a story about himself and, and engaging with most of the main issues that have been in the news cycle over the last few years. And I think he does a very good job. Not, you know, comedy shouldn't be apologetic. And he has said things, you know, there are certain things that you cannot laugh at, um, such as transgender people, such as the Me Too movement. You know, these things, um, he, he pointedly, he says, you know, everything's funny until it happens to you. Um, and he kind of feels like nothing should be off limits and he, he refuses to apologise. But he is very sort of thoughtful about the effect he has on people. 
and if someone's upset by what he he's done he, he sort of engages with that and they're very interesting they're very interesting he hangs stories together beautifully and there are huge passages throughout that are hysterically funny um it's interesting watching the smoking evolve he's sort of smoking real cigarettes at the start and vaping by the end um the last one uh, is the weird one the bird revelation that's where he gets quite intense uh and he goes into quite a lot of very recent stuff that's happened uh, and he has been picked up for some of the dialogue in this and equanimity which um came out on december 29 um as being a you know poking fun at the me too movement and, and and the transgender community and so on but it's a lot more complicated than that and i like the fact that he doesn't shy away from unanswered questions where there's no cut and dried answers to things and um he does explain how he feels about a lot of things it's often hilarious and it is you know it's a joy that there's four hour plus stand-ups from a man that was missing presumed dead for years he moved to south africa to get away from everything so it's great to see him back it's also great to see that he's been so well rewarded 80 million dollars are you kidding that's incredible for stand-up in a small club you know not even a stadium so yeah eight out of ten as an average they're just too interesting not to watch and they are very enjoyable to watch it's not like doug stanhope or somebody who's absolutely taking no prisoners and who will challenge you and who could be quite angry um this is a much more sort of it's almost very good natured it's easy to watch uh, all of them, apart from maybe a bit of the last one where he, he pushes the envelope a lot more and he's a lot more indulgent and a lot less caring about the, the audience at all. But it's great to see one of the world's best ever stand-ups and one of the best communicators on current affairs issues as well. Uh, a very, very interesting man, a very, very uh, appealing stand-up um, and he hasn't lost his abilities there at all. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for the four netflix specials by dave Chappelle, all available on that and no doubt various others uh this is from uh, uh one of the weirdest psychedelic albums i've got from the pebble series which they're about nine hours